Hey, it's Carla Farrell from the Steve Harvey Morning Show on the iHeart Podcast Network, talking AT&T. We've all got a lucky friend, the one who wants a big new TV and boom, suddenly that TV's on sale. Some people always seem to get the best opportunities or the best deals. Well, now some people are all people at AT&T because AT&T is giving all of their customers, both new and existing, the same great deals. That's right, everybody can get in on great AT&T deals all the time. Visit att.com slash best deals to learn more. Restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Samsung. Moms help everyone be their most epic selves. So for Mother's Day, help mom be her most epic with Samsung Galaxy Gifts. Like a smartwatch with next-level fitness tracking. Or the statement-making Galaxy Z Flip 5G that lets mom flex her style. This year, celebrate what makes mom epic with Samsung Galaxy. I sure will. Good morning, everybody. You are listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only, Steve Harvey got a radio show. Uh Uh-huh. One more time, man. Steve Harvey got a radio show. Man, ain't God been good to me. Wow. But then again, ain't he been good to you too, though? I mean, really, man. Think of all the blessings God has given you. Think of all the things he's done for you things that you asked for, things that you didn't ask for, things that you was expecting, then all about all of the unexpected blessings. Man, he just keep coming with it, don't he? You know what? That's some good news today, though, y'all. You know, in the, in the, in the face of uh, the world being the way it is, the, the 
the evilness that's out there. It just it just seems like that's all that's on the news sometimes. You know, you, we got we got news of parents not really standing up being parents. We got news stories of children turning on their parents. You got you got everything. The economy, you got places you thought used to be beautiful places to go. Now they got travel alerts. It's, it's just it's all it's, it's it's all over. But the good news is there's something that you can have in this relationship with God that gives you a way to deal with it all. And I'm not saying that it'll it'll protect you from every single thing out there that's happening because some things are going to happen to you. You're going to be in an accident from time to time. You're going to make a mistake and fall down from time to time. But man, wouldn't it be incredible to new, for, for you if you understood that you had some insurance in all of this, that no matter what happened to you, you know, you were covered. You know, look, insurance companies, as good as they are, you know, like our friends at State Farm or any other uh, insurance company, you know, they do, they do some amazing things. Insurance is a really, really good thing to happen in the event that something happens to you. You know, you may not want to pay the premium, but guess what? In the event that something happens to you, that insurance is absolutely critical. Well, but guess what? They cover certain things. You could get life insurance. You can get auto insurance. You can get accident insurance. You can get health insurance. There is nothing that you can buy to safeguard you against life's decisions. You know, if you make a mistake, if you cheat, if you lie, if you if you fall down and you can't seem to get it together and you make a crazy decision about how you're gonna go about securing an income, there there are there are no policies you can buy for that. You can't buy a policy if you stop being the man you're supposed to be and and and, and give up on your children. You can't buy a policy if something happens as a mother and all of a sudden you're not the mother you're supposed to be. But there is some insurance coverage out there for you. And that relationship that you form with God, that friendship that you form with him, that, that alliance that you, that, that partnership, that, that prayer that you put in all the time, there is an insurance policy that you have taken out when you form a relationship with your heavenly father, when you form a friendship, when you form a bond, that protects you, that protects you when these things happen in the event that they happen. Now, here's the great thing about prayer. Prayer can head off some stuff from happening. It really, really can. Prayer can prevent some things from happening. You know, I'll give you an example in my life. Okay, here we go. Because, see, see, it's the best way for me to do it. Because, see, I, what I don't like to do is, is talk to people without letting them know, hey, look, I'm in this hole with you. I feel where you're at. Okay, here we go. I was making some decisions a few years ago because what I thought I was doing was counterbalancing something that was happening in my life. You know, I thought that since I wasn't happy or well, for whatever the reason I thought I wasn't happy, if, if I, as wrong as I am, wanted to blame somebody else for my unhappiness, that, that's, that's really, if, if, if I make a bad decision because I'm thinking I'm unhappy with somebody, well, hold up, partner. Two wrongs don't make a right. 
and I make a decision to do something wrong. And now the consequences come when I do something wrong. See, then I already know as an intelligent thinking man, as most of you are, that when you do something wrong, that, you know, there is a consequence for that. I teach that to my sons. When you do something wrong, there is a consequence. So as an adult, I fully understood the consequence. And so what I was doing was I was making some decisions that was causing some consequences in my life that was delaying my happiness, delaying my progress, causing my business not to go the way it could go, so forth and so on. Well, what I started doing was I took out this insurance policy called prayer, and I started putting it in my mix on a daily basis. And then I started putting it in my mix, you know, two, three times a day. And then I found myself using it all the time. And then I really started putting it in when, when I didn't need any help, when I wasn't in trouble. I started putting insurance in. I started making deposits into the bank. I started paying my premiums down. And prayer is like a premium. You just pay into it. Then when situations started coming up now, it that prayer that I had put in, that in those premiums I had paid, it started preventing me from making the decisions I was making in the past. Thus, I didn't have to suffer the consequences. Thus, my businesses didn't have to be delayed in its progress because I had put some payments on some premiums. I had taken out an insurance policy with my life, my real life. I'm talking about your life where you make your day-to-day decisions in. I'm not talking about, see, life insurance is only good if you die. God has a policy that's available that's available for you while you living. See, in order for an insurance policy to pay, something bad got to happen. Now, there may be some others out there I don't know nothing about, but all the ones I got, my car insurance, they only come into play if I have an accident. I have an accident insurance policy where if something happens to me, I got accident, I got I got my voice is covered in case something happened to that. I, I got that, but but I got to not be able to talk to cash that one. You understand? I'm mean, everything. My, I got homeowners insurance. Don't nothing show up on my homeowners insurance unless it's a flood, a fire, a theft. Something bad got to happen for my insurance to even make sense. When you take out the policy with your with your heavenly Father. When you pay the premiums of prayer, and that's all it costs, man. It ain't, you ain't got to have no money for this policy. I put into the policy, it pays me dividends and benefits for living. Ain't nothing got to go wrong for me to cash in on this policy. I use this policy for good things. I, I'll give you an example. I use this policy to ask God to watch over my family when I travel. I use this policy to ask God to bless my sons on their journey into manhood. He covers me. I ask God to help make my dreams come true with this policy. He covers me. I ask God for the desires of my heart. He give them to me. I ask God to lead and guide and protect me and keep me from making stupid decisions like I used to make. He said, all right, partner, Stop doing this. Stop doing that. Now, guess what? I'm not perfect. Steve Harvey, long way from being perfect. I never claimed perfection. Man, listen to me, y'all. Make the decisions to pay your premiums in prayer. Talk to your Heavenly Father. Get you some insurance in your life. 
And when you have little things like that, keep on stepping, man. God loves you, man. Man, I sure hope you talk to God today because guess what? He sure would like to hear from you. That's for sure. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your undivided attention, please? Uh, You listening to it. This is it. Make no mistake who you are. Yeah. This is it. All right. Yeah. This is a Kenny Loggins kind of morning. That ain't Jodeci. <laughs> what? Who Jodeci? thought that was Jodeci? This young ass boy. You ain't you thought so Jodeci young. saying this is You're so young, you stupid. <laughs> you thought that was Jodeci. Yeah, I thought that was a Jodeci channel. You know, Jodeci was good, though. Yeah. You know, I got some hits. I probably can't name four Jodeci songs. Oh, yes, you can. I oh, mean, I yeah. sing along, but I probably can't name, name them. Oh man! Forever, come and talk to me. Yeah, oh yeah, good. Life. Come and talk to me. You got that. Mm-hmm. Really want to know it? Come and talk to me. Woo. Ooh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> you got that KC down. That ooh yeah. <laughs> That's it, huh? Okay, okay. Give me the next one. Uh, what's that? Stay. Uh huh. Yeah. Stay. Baby, Baby, won't you just you stay? Just for a little, you remember? Oh, Joe. Yeah, yeah, I remember. It yeah, wasn't, wasn't, that, wasn't like that, what, though. He wasn't down. No. That was cool. <laughs> when you singing it, man, do you ever go, damn, this ain't it? <laughs> do I ever go? Yeah. <laughs> Junior, when you singing it, do you ever go, damn. Uh, that ain't it? Damn, this ain't it. <laughs> Everybody uh, okay. can stay. Oh, man. I didn't really. What about forever, my lady? That's the one. Forever, my lady. Yeah. You didn't do you and me. Nothing, my friend. Yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really know a lot of Jodeci songs though. What year was they out? That's Junior. He's the fifth member. Yeah, about ninety, ninety-two to about. Oh no, I was all up in the middle of hell then. I was trying, I was trying to pull it together. (laughs) What, Jodeci? All these weed smoking and stuff, getting rested on the bus. I ain't got time for this. Well, I was trying to put this money together. I was struggling, man. 91. Jodeci. Oh, man. Come on, man. <laughs> All right, man, give me another Jodeci jam. Fina. Okay, we do. Get on up. Take my money. My house and my car. For a hit of you, you can have it all, baby. Cause making love Come on, Jim. Every time we do Girl is worse than drugs And I'm an addict for you Got me feed I You know Nothing you, you, you making me hate Jodis. <laughs> you go You, you yeah. gonna just no, Not know none But I appreciate the feeling though you But that's my jam though Dog, he was committed in, he, You was in it he That's committed. my jam You was committed to it You better be You gotta be committed When we come back You know what I wanna do For 30 something funny What's that What's that huh? I got somebody Come in and sing All the hits for Who is Come on friend? Come on Who that <laughs> All right. Roscoe, baby. Boy, you got to ask nobody twice. Well, Ros- I got somebody come here who wrote the songs and know them. Take us out of here, Roscoe. You and me are going to Here go, Shirley. You ain't one of them. 54321. We be back. Rocco Wallet coming back over here, baby. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
All right, today is the first day of spring. What? Right? Yeah. Yes, so we got to have some fun today. We really, really do. Spring it out then. Roscoe is in the building. Spring him out. Yes. You come in now? Right yeah, now. Roscoe, we need come you. Come on, Roscoe. Come on, Steve. Steve, now. Come on. What's up, Steve? What's going on, boy? Play with that. He's doing it good. Tell him to Hey, what's going on, everybody? What's up, Roscoe? Everything, everything. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, what's going, what's going on, Shirley? Hey, Roscoe, welcome back. Hey, baby, what's going on? What's going on with Tommy? Hey, my man, what's what going up, on? What's up, man? What's going on with you, baby? Man, you the man, baby. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, loving it. You better know it now. Come on. <laughs> Junior. Roscoe, my hero, man. Hey, hero, nothing but a zero, baby. Well, <laughs> 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 that's good right there, Carly. Hey, Roscoe, what's up? There ain't nothing, baby, just going over there just trying to make believers out of non-believers, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Tell the truth even if it hurt. <laughs> Whatever. Go ahead, Roscoe. I heard y'all doing hits. You know, you know, I wrote most of everything out there today. Mm-hmm. Oh, what y'all, y'all want to go? Just anything. Just anything. anything. I, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to sing a little bit. First, I'm going to do the origin, how the song got created. Then I'm going to do it. Okay, okay. Any song. Come on, Tommy. Okay, let me ask you a question. Go ahead, Carla. Okay. What song comes to your mind when you think about spring? That's one of your favorites. Uh Uh-huh. What song comes to mind? Oh, uh, let me Uh think. I got so many. No, no, no. Uh, uh, uh. Spring, uh, my first one I wrote for spring was, uh, Sly and the Fairly Stone. You wrote something for Sly? Hell yeah, I wrote something for Sly. Okay. So I ain't have nobody else writing for him. <laughs> okay. Oh, really? Okay. He did, so. That's what you going to go with? spring, and here she comes back. Fly, 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 fly thing. Oh, those summer days. Those summer days. I get down when I want to. Come on. Ah, <laughs> it's true, yeah. I get down in the countryside. <laughs> and everybody, you, you, you don't hear me, bro. You wrote that? Hell okay. yeah, I wrote that. Wow. How fun in the summertime. Did that at Woodstock or something? Yeah, yeah, they did that Woodstock. Okay. Wow. They back there, all of them just smoking weed, naked, riding down on sleds with white folk, getting mud all on them. If white folk had so much mud on them, you didn't know who they was. They was in there with the black people. They didn't even know the black people were with them because everybody had mud on them. Mm. I slid down with two white girls myself. <laughs> you were there? You were yeah, you know what? I had a curl back there. Back in Woodstock, I had a curl before they come out. Wow. Okay. So they thought I was white. They thought I was just a white boy with some mud on it. <laughs> hey, hey, let Slide me. Man. Yo, go ahead, Tommy. Brad, did you I mean, did you do any Barry White song? Did you write any of them? Oh hell yeah! Doom, now you just sit up in here and say that. Doom, 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 doom. Doom, 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 doom. something wrong with me. <laughs> Ah, I ain't even gonna do the rest. You wrote that? Yeah, I wrote. I wrote. So you don't actually know how the song came about, dude. Mm-hmm. I was with Gerald Avert, okay. my old friend. Uh-huh. I knew his daddy Eddie. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I knew his granddaddy. Mm-hmm. What was 
was his granddad's name? Everett Levert. <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> they called him Vettel for short. Vettel. That Vettel, that's Levert for backward. Uh-huh. Oh. And uh, William McBeth, he wrote a song. I wrote a song with uh, Gerald, uh, Gerald, Gerald, Gerald. Mm-hmm. And then Gerald sold it to Barry. Oh. That I did. That what came out. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true to it. You know oh, any man. newer songs, Roscoe? Like, no, um, it was some of them. Just a couple, you know, they ain't playing music. They ain't got no band on food with them. Oh, you know, oh. Bruno Mars, I met with him, yeah, you know. That's what I uh, uh, Beyonce, you know. Oh, yeah. I did a couple collabos with her. Collabos. Stop. Stop. Yeah. Collabos. Stop. <laughs> oh, me, me and Beyonce been in the studio together several times. I don't know, help her. Oh, well, I help Beyonce. What, mm. What'd you help her which, with? Which, which, which one she, you want? What, what name or song? It's All so the many, ladies. yeah. To the left, you to help the left. Both them, single lady and little. How you gonna write about single ladies and you a man? You wrote that? <laughs> because you know I knew there were so many women was going through it. Uh-huh. And so I asked Beyonce, where all the single ladies at? <laughs> and then Beyonce said, single lady. And yeah. then I said, yeah, single lady. She uh-huh. said, single lady. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then I asked again, she, she, I said, well, where the single lady? She said, where the single lady? <laughs> and I'll be damned next time. Where the single ladies? Where the single lady? Where the single lady? Where the single lady? And I said, put your hands up. And they just went them hell for said, you know what I mean? <laughs> and they put their hands up. And I said, I'll be damned. Wow. Beyonce, I think we got something. Wow. <laughs> and you wrote to the left, too? To the left. Put all your stuff in a box. You add off to the left. Uh-huh. I can get another one of you in a minute. Uh-huh. You better believe I'll be damned what it's sent. Well, why, you, why, you, why you didn't write it to put it to the right? And not the left. I mean, no, what, it's what, to the left. You don't go to the right. Because most people right hand, I want to make it hard for them to get that stuff out the box. <laughs> See, if you put it on the right side, then, you know, put it on the left side. Most people, most people right hand. It's hard to get that stuff out the box with your left hand. Uh-huh. Now, Steve left handed. That's why I wrote it, because I'm left handed. You know, uh-huh. I put it to the left. Because yeah. uh-huh. to me, that's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, I got See, and if you put my stuff to the left, I want it to be over to the left, because I'm left handed. I can get my stuff out of there right quick. Well, Roscoe, I was mm-hmm. gonna, I was gonna Sharing ask you, it. we're in, huh? We're, we're in LA. I had heard that Neo had wrote. That yeah, song. yeah, yeah. yeah. Who you wrote? Who wrote what? Irreplaceable. Mm. To the left. To the left. Are you, are you right? You heard who wrote it? Neo. Neo. Say Neo. Neo wrote. Say he wrote. Who the hell is Neo? <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. Uh, coming up, the nephew is in the building with "Run That Prank Back," Roscoe. Right after this, you're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, coming up at the top of the hour, guys, in entertainment news, New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft has been offered a deal in the prostitution case, and Ray Donovan star Pooch Hall, uh, his plea deal on a DUI. We'll talk about that in the child abuse case. But right now, the nephew is here to run that prank back. What you got for us, Nat? My bones are weak. Wow. Let's 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 say that one more time. My uh, bones are weak. Let's not. You gotta preach it, Yeah. I feel that way right now. But it ain't got nothing to do with church. I it, it's got nothing to do with the gospel right now. But my bones <laughs> are weak, and what it is is when your bones are weak, you need milk. You need calcium. And uh, what better milk than to get than the breast milk? Run that thing, cat. Run that. We we asked (laughs) for breast milk this morning. There might be one today. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to uh I'm trying to speak to Ron. This is Ron. Hey Ron, how you doing? It's Foley, man. How are you, brother? I'm good, Foley. 
Hey, hey, I, I, I want to congratulate you, man, on the uh, on the baby, man. I wasn't able to make it to the baby shower, man, but want to congratulate you on the baby, man, and and, and all of that, man. Uh, much success to you, man. You, you and your wife. Thank you, thank you. We appreciate that. Foley. Yeah, well, yeah, Foley, man. Uh, I, I didn't get, you know, my uh, my wife Danita. She came to the uh, to the to the baby shower, man. So you know. Uh, uh, she was telling me how, how 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 nice it was, how successful it was, man. So I just you want you know uh, wanted to give you big ups. I heard the baby came and everything, and I wanted to just yeah, call you. a little girl, a little girl. Y'all had a little girl? Yeah, yeah. All right, well, congratulations, man. Congratulations, Ron. I, I wanted to definitely uh, call and congratulate, man. And um, Holy, real quick, what um what baby shower was your wife at? Because we had two. We had one for my side of the family, and then one for my wife's side. Because you know they live different places and stuff, man. So. Which one do you think she was at? Uh, probably on your wife's side, you know. Okay, okay. She knows my wife. Well, no. See, see, Danita is actually friends with um, with Kendra. Now you know Kendra, right? Oh yeah, I know Kendra. Yeah, we yeah, that's good friend of Okay, she yeah. was she was with Kendra. Okay, yeah, she comes. They play cards, you know. Okay, okay, yeah. She she was with Kendra, man, and um, she was just telling me how successful, man, how nice it was, and, and you know, laid out baby shower. I, I wasn't able to make it, man. I've been a little under the weather, bro. Uh, you know, right. and uh, you know, with, with God's help, man, I'll be able to get back on my feet. You know what I'm saying? That's all right. So, hey, man, I, I, I just, you know, congratulations again, man. You know, uh, a beautiful baby girl. I, I, man, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, I'm sorry, man, but uh, I just, I can't fully. I'm trying to remember you and trying to place you, and I just, I can't do it. <laughs> Have we met? No, 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 no. My bad, man. I'm sorry, dog. Nah, me and you, we haven't, we haven't met at all. Um, like I say, uh, you know, my wife knows Kendra. They hang out, and uh, yeah. I guess she's she's dabbled a couple times and been around. You know, your wife is uh, your wife is Marilyn, right? Yeah, that's my wife. Okay, yeah. I guess she's been uh, been in, in the presence of Marilyn, man. So you know, uh, you know, I, I kind of got your number from uh, from my wife, man. Uh, and she got it from Kendra, so I, I kind of wanted to holler at you, you know. Well, what you want to holler me about? Actually, man, like I say, man, you, I've been I've been down for a minute, you know, and uh, I, I uh, actually, you know, came from the doctor yesterday, and and my my bones, man, they my bones are deteriorating, you know. Uh, that's that's kind of what I what I've been going through, man. Um, okay. And if if I don't get the proper uh, medication that I need, man, then we, you know, it, it, it within the next three months here, dog, it it, wow. it, it, it could get pretty bad. You know what I'm saying? Well, man, I'm sorry to hear that, bro. Um, yeah, it, it, you know, it, all I can do is just pray well, for you, man, and you know. Uh, well, man, I the, the the doctor told me that if don't I cry, bro, don't cry, man. The, the, the doctor told me, man, that, you know, if, if I get the right medication, man, that, you know, I could get back up to 75, 80% healthy again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's just a, a rare uh, type of thing that I need to try and get. Okay. And um, I, 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 I think that you might be, I think you can help me. With Yo, be strong, name. man. Be strong. Just. Man, sit down, man. Be strong, bro. It's, it's gonna be all right, but man. I think it's you... gonna be all right. God is with you. I'll, I'll pray for you. I do all I can. You know, I don't know. Well, well, well actually, actually, uh, the the doctor told me, man, that if for, if I, for six months, if I drunk 
breast milk, it will it will it will put enough calcium and, and stuff back into my bones that will get me back up to seventy to eighty five percent healthy. Breast milk? Yeah. I ain't got no breast, bro. So you know, well, uh, it's, it's not it's, it's not you, Ron. You you don't. You know your your wife does though. Whoa! You talking about my wife's breast, man? I'm not, I'm not, not directly, man. I'm just saying that she can, you know. I mean, if if I had her breast milk for like six months straight, man, I could get back whole again, man. Hold the f- up! You don't talk about a man's wife or her breast milk. I just had a, I just had a f- baby, man. Are you serious? I'm just, I'm just all I'm so trying. You're to... asking for my wife's breast milk, man? Man, I'm just asking y'all to share it for six we months. We can't share no f- breast milk with you, man. You got the wrong one, man. The wrong one. So you said your name was what? My name's Foley, man. This is wrong, man. This is wrong. Wrong. No, no, we're just talking about six months of breast milk, man. Six months of breast milk. My wife's breast milk. We ain't talking about just no breast milk. And I understand. My wife's breast milk, man. I understand that, man. But we're talking about you saving a life, man. A life. I ain't the one. Okay, well, let me ask you this. What if y'all would have had twins, man? Y'all would have been breastfeeding two babies. Just look what? at it as if we twins. What the f***? Man, I'm getting the f*** off this phone because I don't know who the f*** you are. You need to chill the f*** out, man. You need to go get on your knees, pray that your bones get healed or whatever the f- You got the wrong f- number, man. Listen, man, all I'm saying is I got one more thing I want to say, nah, look, and then man, I'll let you know, all right? I just want to get off the phone, call Kendra, and find out why gave you my number because that's how you got it. Can I say one more say thing? Say it, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. Can I say it? Say it, man. This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Kendra and your wife, Marilyn, got me to prank phone call you. <laughs> Hello, Ron. Yeah, man. <laughs> Ooh, y'all are good, man. Whoa, man, my wife, man. Did I get you, man? Yeah, y'all got me, man. Y'all got me. <laughs> I, I got them, too. They done started something. <laughs> hey, one more thing. What's the baddest radio station in the land, man? Man, it is the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Man, wow, man. <laughs> <laughs> is there any breast milk? Man. We're still at church. Oh, man. I don't know why we're at church, though, with Frank. <laughs> I don't know why y'all have a problem with it. Is there any breast milk? I just, this is for the bone. Okay, coming up at the top of the hour, uh, entertainment news, okay? That's coming up right after this. (laughs) You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your clothes shouldn't just reflect your style. They should fit your lifestyle, too. Our friends at Kohl's understand that, which is why they offer an amazing selection of products and national brands that don't make you choose between fashion and function, style and comfort, work and workout. I'm talking all of your favorites like Nike, Under Armour, Adidas, Champion, and more. Designed for the look you want and the life you lead, all at the value you'll love. And now Kohl's has a new exclusive athleisure brand of their own called Flex. FLX. Flex balances smart, relevant style with functional performance and comfort 
ready for wherever the day takes you. And you know, Kohl's cares about sustainability, which is why the entire Flex collection is made using sustainable methods and materials so you can flex your style, flex your body, and flex your impact on the world. Very cool. So when you want to look good, but you need it to be easy, effortless, and affordable, Kohl's is the only place to go. Shop in store or online at Kohl's.com. Hey, it's Carla Farrell from the Steve Harvey Morning Show on the iHeart Podcast Network, talking AT&T. Here's a question. What's it like to feel lucky? We've all got a lucky friend. The one who wants a big new TV and boom, suddenly the TV's on sale. They drive around town and boom, suddenly the perfect parking spot is right there. It's a great feeling when things go your way. And now AT&T is giving everyone that I just lucked out feeling every day. Good things shouldn't only favor the few and AT&T gets this. So they're making a big change in giving all of their customers both new and existing the same great deals. That's right, all. New customers, existing customers, that means everyone, everybody, everybody. Whatever big, juicy AT&T deal you see, you can jump on it. And that beats a good parking spot every day of the week. This is huge. Whether you've been with AT&T for years or just starting to think about switching, visit att.com slash best deals to learn more. Restrictions apply. All right. In today's entertainment news, New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft has just gotten a get-out-of-jail-free offer. Okay. Uh, prosecutors in Florida have offered him a deal that would essentially erase the solicitor charges against him, solicitation charges against him, uh, if he admits his guilt, they'll delay prosecution. If he admits. Yeah, he's got to admit it, though, okay? Ain't nobody admitting no more, though. Uh-huh, and if he submits to wow. screening for sexually transmitted diseases, if he submits to that, uh, if he wow. c- completes an education what? course about prostitution and does 100 hours of community service, they say they'll dismiss the The owner charges. of New England. You think the, he can the do the community service? Owner. The billionaire. You think he can yeah. do that? Yeah. Let me ain't above the law just because he own a uh, football team. I'm just okay, telling you this. The pre- not, but the president is. All I'm saying, Carla, ain't nobody admitting nothing right now. Right. Oh. Kelly ain't admitting nothing. Jussie ain't admitting nothing. Ain't nobody admitting to anything. Nothing, nothing. Yeah. Hang no. in there, Robert. Yeah. So, uh, Fight Kraft, it. Kraft, as you know, was charged last month with solicitation of prostitution last month at a Florida South uh, at a South Florida day spa that was under surveillance for alleged human sex trafficking. That is a very serious charge if he's convicted. Uh, Kraft has until March 28th. Uh, that's when the hearing is. He has until then to decide what he's going to do. Oh wait, wait, well hold on. Is they saying he involved in the sex trafficking? Well, that's what was going on at this day spa. They're saying, and he was in there soliciting prostitutes. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm just saying that's that's no, yeah. that's real serious. It's though. serious. It's, it's real serious. Serious, serious yeah. charges. That's what yeah. I'm saying. No, it's he real. Love the law. He broke no. the law. He broke the law. Ooh, he ain't gonna be in no games next season. <laughs> Junior, this is down there by uh, this is West Palm Beach. This is uh, Juni- Juniper. Yeah, and yeah, Juniper, Florida, Florida. Florida. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jupiter. I'm sorry. Oh, Jupiter. Jupiter. Jupiter, Florida. Yeah. Yeah, he just gonna have to talk to Brady through the phone then. Well, I mean, you know, and we can't forget that uh, he has enough money to buy the best defense in the country, sure. in the world. 
Okay. He so. had the best money. Mm, let me stay. What? No, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, again, his um, his hearing is March 28th, so he has from now until then to decide what he's going to do if he's going to accept the uh, plea offer, the plea deal. Now, this was the day before the playoff game with the Chiefs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, you watch yes, the news, you know. Mm, yeah, so you left <laughs> New England. What's that got to do with it, though, Jim? Uh, well, he left New England. They ain't got no spas in New England. <laughs> <laughs> you took a private jet down to Jupiter, Florida, and then go to Kansas City? <laughs> that that right there seems suspicious to me. In other news, uh, he stars on Ray Donovan, and he's the former star of the game. I'm talking about Marion Pooch Hall. Pooch! Yeah, he won't have to do any jail time for his alarming DUI. This ended with him wrecking his car while his baby was in the car. Uh, Pooch mm. struck a deal with prosecutors. He entered a no-contest plea to misdemeanor DUI and to child endangerment. For the DUI, his sentence is three years probation and a three-month alcohol program. Well, he admitted it. Okay. Yeah. Pooch Hall was charged with felony child abuse and DUI back in October after a witness saw him driving with his toddler in his lap and uh, holding the steering wheel. Pooch won't do any time for child endangerment. Uh, the deal calls for him to complete a one-year parenting class, and if he does, the charges will be dismissed. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's good not bad. Yeah. You're doing yeah. a good job on the show, man. Yeah, he's a good oh, actor. It's just, yeah, his life yeah. off just, the just show making is bad, crazy. Yeah, bad yeah. decisions. Making bad, bad decisions. decisions. Yeah. Yeah, All right, uh, time for the headlines now. Steve? Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, everybody. This is Ann Tripp with the news. A very rare and powerful cyclone slammed its way into southern Africa. Whole villages have been ravaged, some submerged, roads and bridges completely washed out. More than 200 people are reportedly killed across Malawi and Zimbabwe. In Mozambique, authorities say the death toll could top 1,000. Officials in the Netherlands have put the country on high alert after Monday's shootings. Authorities say that a man used a semi-automatic rifle to open fire on a tram in the city of Utrecht. Three people killed, five injured, and now at least three suspects under arrest. The suspected shooter, they say, is a 37-year-old Turkish national who's being held on manslaughter charges with a possible terrorist motive. President Trump says all ideas are still on the table. We're concerned how to react to the situation in Venezuela, where President Nicolas Maduro continues fighting off a potential coup. Trump suggested to reporters yesterday that the U.S. could impose tougher sanctions, but he adds that the situation is still somewhat fluid. I'm not being told any specific time. Uh, They've been there a long time between him and his predecessor. Uh, At some point, uh, I would imagine uh, things will change. But we really haven't done the really tough sanctions yet. We can do the tough sanctions, and all options are open. Trump uh, was hosting the president of Brazil, by the way, and uh, the president of Brazil agreed with Trump. By the way, Zaire Bolsonaro is called the Trump of the tropics because apparently he and the Don, Donald seem to share the same ideological and political ideas, and that includes a huge disdain for the media. The petrochemical fire near Houston that uh, could uh, threaten the air in the area has spread to the Intercontinental Terminals uh, Company in Deer Park, Texas, where the blaze is at its storage site and engulfing two more large tanks. The fire broke out Sunday and then spread to steel containers holding large quantities of chemical products. At last report, though, the air quality remained within acceptable levels. That's what they're saying now. France's Aviation Accidents Bureau, meanwhile, says it's transferred data from the black boxes aboard last week's ill-fated Ethiopian flight to the Ethiopian authorities. The black boxes, of course, record things like 
the jet speed, its altitude engine power. And investigators have concluded that there are similarities in operation between the downed Ethiopian flight and the Indonesian flight that crashed about five months ago. And get this, the U.S. Department of Transportation says its watchdog agency intends to review just how the FAA was certifying these Boeing 737 MAX 8 planes before they were grounded after two of them crashed. Investigators are checking to see if the MAX's automated flight control system may be to blame. They also want to know why it seems that Boeing people were inspecting their own planes. There was no other agency taking a look at them. By the way, since we're talking about different things and French folks, it's French Language Day. Si bon Take it away, Eartha. De se dire des mots doux. <laughs> de now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. After the heartbreaking story of a single mother of four who was shot to death in Georgia caught the attention of actor and filmmaker Tyler Perry, uh, Tyler Perry reached out to help. Police believe 45-year-old Tanisha Evans, her boyfriend, 58-year-old uh, Othniel Ennis, killed her Saturday morning at a bank near Atlanta in Alpharetta. Yeah. Um, uh, Tyler Perry has offered his financial support to help the family, uh, according to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Tyler has offered to pay the family's rent, arrange for Tanisha's uh, body to be flown to Wisconsin for her burial, uh, and uh, Tyler has offered to cover her 18-year-old daughter's college tuition at Spelman. Beautiful. Yeah, this is really, really wow. nice thing, a, a nice thing that he did. According to multiple reports, Ms. Evans was an author who worked full-time in the healthcare industry. She fell on hard times, and um, her on-and-off boyfriend, Othniel Ennis, offered to help. Earlier on Sunday, Ms. Evans dropped one of her daughters off at the grocery store before she went to meet Ennis at the bank to withdraw some cash. And that's when he shot and killed her. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no one knows why. Uh, an armed witness held uh, said held Ennis uh, at gunpoint until the police arrived. Wow. That is a horrible, horrible story. But it's thank God horrible. for Tyler Perry to help, you know. Wow. Taking people lives. Yeah, man. why? This is your man? Nothing. Man, uh-huh. that, that don't make no sense. Yeah. That's the first time he ended this. Yeah. Yeah, it was um on and off boyfriend relationship. So mm-hmm. it seems like he lured her to the, to the bank. bank. Yeah. Yeah, to offer to help to give her some money. She dropped her daughter off at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And then he gets to the bank and then he kills this woman. In the parking lot of the bank, this is—it's just unbelievable. Senseless. 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 What is going on? <sighs> this is heartbreaking, Steve. It really, really That's—that's that's like uh, you know, you know, it's moments like this, man, where uh, our, our judicial system. Um. I mean, look, I—I I know this is American. I'm—I'm I'm just talking from my heart right now. My problem, my head would probably wouldn't even say nothing like this, I don't guess, but you know, you know, I've been around the world, and there are some places, man, where you do something like this, ain't no trial. No. We, you did this, we we know you did it. All the evidence is there, the footage, we got everything. This it. We, 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 we not, we not having no trial for you. You're not getting no state of paid lawyer. You're not gonna present your case. We don't care nothing about you being crazy. You it's around. Oh. Yeah, you uh, the, the daughters have started a GoFundMe page to help with funeral expenses and other bills 
And uh, coming up at 34 after the hour, Steve, President Trump, oh, man, he, he this John McCain thing that he's on, he's still on it. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. President Trump continues, I mean, continues to tear down late Senator John McCain. On Saturday, uh, Trump tweeted that Mr. McCain was involved in sharing parts of the dossier that allegedly ties Trump, you know, to the Russian government. He followed up that night with another tweet criticizing McCain for voting against the Affordable uh, Care Act. Obamacare. Then on Sunday, the president tweeted again with the false claim that McCain was last in his class at the U.S. Naval Academy in Annapolis. John McCain's daughter, Megan McCain, she's one of the co-hosts of The View, of course. She clapped back at Donald Trump on Monday, saying that he is leading a pathetic life and she feels sorry for him. Take a listen to this. Listen, he spends his weekend obsessing over great men because he knows it and I know it and all of you know it. He will never be a great man. No. Yeah. Your life is spent on your weekends, not with your family, yeah. not with your friends, but obsessing, yeah. obsessing over great men you could never live up to. Yeah. yeah. That tells you everything you need to know about his pathetic life yeah. right yeah. now. Yeah. I think, I mean, the fact. I, feel, I genuinely feel bad for his family. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, wow. But you know what, man? That's amazing that he would attack John McCain saying that he was last in the Naval Academy. The man was a war hero. He was a prisoner of war. He paid a debt to his country just like so many millions of other men and women have done. And this president avoided the Vietnam War by creating foot spurs that have been bone spurs in his foot that they can't find no medical records of. Really? Yeah, yeah so you he, he the avoided draft. the uh, Vietnam War. My brother went to Vietnam. I, y'all, Vietnam. y'all go ahead on with that there. That, that that was a bad war we were in. All wars are bad. The Gulf War was bad. Anytime you have to take a life and lose a life, it's bad. The war ain't good. And the fact that we even have to go to war is, is bad. But this man, John McCain, for him to be mad at him because he didn't pass Obamacare, because he knew it wasn't right, because he knew that he didn't want to displace so many people for medical care who finally were able to get it. He voted his conscience and not his party. Donald Trump, man, this is the worst president we've ever had. Ever. I don't even know him all. In the history. Ever. Exactly. Ever. I don't even know him You don't have to. This one. You don't but have to. the ones I do know, <laughs> there was a time where that didn't matter to me. As I became more of an adult, I understood the importance of voting. But when I turned 18, I missed several elections. But this man right here, first of all, this is not how you lead. This is not leadership. Is deceased. What are you brother, doing? You are attacking a man is that still can't grieving. Even... It wasn't brother, that long ago, Steve. He still he got family yes. here. A war hero. You don't yes. see that? A hero. Yes. You don't see that? But see, he going too far. It's some Republicans, man. Some who gonna break rank. Uh who which one of the senators was McCain's best friend? A Lindsey Graham and um, Lindsey Graham Joe Lieberman. Lieberman. Now they they made a tweet and then you know CNN said he didn't go far enough with his tweet. But after yeah, he Lindsay tweeted Graham. negative stuff about McCain, that man, that was his friend. Yeah. 
He said, let me set the, he, he set the record straight about John McCain. He was this. He made a nice tweet to his friend. You know, without saying the president right. is wrong, he's a liar. He just, right after the president's tweet, he tweeted about his friend, but the no. facts. And I think that's the best he could do. You know, you can't just go in here and attack this idiot because of what he going to do later on. So the man says something, but this is not how you lead a country of people. It's not how you do it. Yeah. You cannot think this is right, smart, intelligent, moral, or anything. If you're okay with him doing this right here, it's really something wrong with you. You should check yourself. Yeah, Mitt Romney tweeted, Steve. He says he can't understand why the president would once again disparage a man as exemplary as my friend John McCain, heroic, courageous, patriotic, honorable, self-effacing, self-sacrificing, sympathetic, and driven by duty to family, country, and God. That's according. That's what Mitt Romney tweeted. Oh, tweeted. Yeah. He's self-destructive. Yeah. He is self-destructive. Yeah. All right. We, we got to get out of here. This is terrible. Uh, up next, uh, Nephew Tommy's prank phone call right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today's subject. I have a little issue with my new man. Mm-hmm. But right now, <laughs> Nephew Tommy <laughs> is here with the prank phone call. You got a little prank for us? Parasite. They little too. <laughs> All right. Now yeah, this, this yeah is, sure. Y'all ain't ready for this now. Call to put your seatbelt on. Oh, goodness. Junior. I'm buckled yeah. up. Drop up. They're little bugs. I'm ready, man. Girly. I don't do bugs. Yeah, but where are bugs. they? Where are they, though? Oh. Uh-oh. We're going to call this man, and we're going to talk to him because I am the doctor. Ah! This boy here. Run that what? thing, cat. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach a Brian. Brian. Yeah, yeah, this is he. Hey, Brian, this is Dr. Uh, Jacob. How you doing today? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing very good. I'm doing good. Okay, listen, you actually came in uh, maybe like two and a half weeks ago here to my office and got a physical for uh, for life insurance. Yeah, 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 right, right, yeah. Everything okay? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, everything's going to be pretty good. I, I'd like to see if I can get you to come in, and um, I, I, you know, everything's going to be fine. But I got a small procedure we'd like to do to actually, uh, you know, right now you're not approved for your life insurance due until this procedure's done. So if you don't mind coming in, we'd li- we'd like to get you uh, taken care of. When can I schedule you to come in? Like uh, maybe uh, tomorrow or the following day? Yeah. Well, uh, what what kind of procedure is it? Well, actually, I don't know if you've heard of it. This is an ochiostromy. Nah, I got something. What's what, what, oh, that's got, got something to do with my eyes? What's what, what, what that? So it's got something to do with you what now? Got something to do with my eyes? I ain't even heard of it. What's what that? No, no. Ochiostromy has nothing to do with the eyes. No, nothing at all. We found a little bit of um, parasites in a particular area, and what we want to do is make sure we just remove it completely, and you'll be fine. You'll get your life insurance. You and your family will be great. So can I get you to come in tomorrow or maybe Thursday afternoon? That's fine. What, uh, what, what area I found the parasites in? Actually, one of your testicles has some parasites. So what we're going to do is what, what's called a ochiostromy, and ochiostromy is actually removing that testicle completely. And then everything gonna be fine. It's all confined, and we'll be able to remove it. You'll be on your way. You'll get your life insurance, and everything will be fine. Okay? Like I said, can I get can I can I get you to come in tomorrow? What what what? what, what you got my, my testicle? Well, only one, only one, and it's not gonna take long. It's a thirty minute procedure, but we want to get you to come in tomorrow or the next day. Can we get you to? What, what day are you available? I just wanted for a routine visit. How, how I gotta remove a testicle? 
Sir, you know what? Oftentimes when people come in for life insurance, these type of things happen. So we want to get you in and get it out as quickly as possible. Man, nah, man. I'm, I'm waiting for a routine physical, man. Y'all weren't supposed to be checking all this extra stuff, man. I get a parasite man, in my testicle. Y'all going to remove a testicle, man? I'm 25, man. My wife, man, I got no kids, man. We trying to build. I got to remove a testicle. Let me say this to you, Brian. You're going to be completely fine. You'll be able to create children. You'll be able to live a normal life. You know, you'll just be, um, you won't have all of them, but you'll have enough to create children. You understand? That's good. That's Nah, man, I can't, nah, I ain't, I ain't going, nah, I can't come in for that. Nah. Sir, is there any way I can get you in tomorrow or tomorrow afternoon or, or the Thursday afternoon so we can kind of get this thing taken care of and we can get you moving on your way and the people can get the life insurance papers together and so forth? Nah, man, man, we ain't rescheduling. Man, I need a second or third opinion on, on that, man. You talking about taking away one of my... Man, we ain't rescheduling nothing, man. I'm going to need to see another doctor, man. That's some... Sir, sir, you can go around the entire city and see several doctors. I'm here to tell you you're just going to be wasting time. I'm going to try to knock this thing out for you. Knock it out. I ain't agree, I ain't agree to nothing. This some man. Y'all just doing this to get money, man. This is scheduling nothing, man. I need to take a third opinion. This is Brian, I tell you, if you come in and let me get this thing taken care of, you know, I have you back, you know, big ball and shot calling before it's all over, you know? Hey, what, what, what the me big balling, so I call it, man. I, I told you, man, I ain't, I ain't going in for none of that, man. I'm supposed to tell my wife, man, this, this ain't cool, man. I ain't going in for that, man. I'm rescheduling, man. You reschedule? What do you mean you're rescheduling, sir? What we? Man, I'm, getting, I'm getting another opinion. I ain't going in for that. Okay, but I'm trying to make you a big baller, shot caller, you know? Man, what? The, what is your name? Man, you supposed to be a doctor? You making little jokes, man? You doing little play on words, man? That ain't even funny, man. I'm calling the insurance policy and telling them they send me to a doctor, man. Man, you think you're funny. It ain't, it ain't funny, man. You over here making a little joke. Man, that ain't funny, man. I'm getting a pain, man. After getting all funny. of the work that we got, the blood work, the urine work, the complete physical, that's when we realized that you had parasites in a particular area. So what we're trying, I'm not, I don't mean, I'm trying to make light of, make humor in it just to make you feel a little bit more comfortable. I apologize. All right? Man, that ain't funny, uh, man. You ain't the one losing no Man, that ain't funny, man. If I had a situation, the nurse would have told me then. Y'all ain't tell me nothing, man. You had me thinking I'm all good. Now you telling me I got to come in to remove a testicle, man. We had to run tests on you, sir. We got tests back. Well, you do have the parasites, and what we want to do is make sure we get them completely cleared out. The only way I can clear that out is to remove that testicle. You, man. This is some Man, I ain't got no parasites, man. This man, y'all be running all these tests on me, man. I'm going to another doctor, man, because this Man, I ain't got no Parasites, man. All these tests, y'all talking about y'all running me, I got to remove a I, that, That's some you over here making jokes. That's why I know you a doctor, man. I ain't got no parasites, man. I'm following my insurance. I'm telling them I ain't dealing with your man because you Man, I ain't got no parasites, man. Brian, let me make you understand something clearly here. It's my job as a physician that if the patient doesn't come to me, it's my job to come to you and extract the problem. You're leaning towards me having to come to your home and extract the problem. Man, what you want come to my mother's house, man? You a I want you want to step with the house, man. Try to test this, man. You you a doctor, I'm going to another doctor. I'm getting another test, and they go, I ain't got no parasites, man. Sir, you got the parasites, and you only have 24 hours for me to get you. I ain't got Sir, I have to move on this quickly, Brian, okay? Dude, I'm not going to tell you that again. I ain't got I ain't got a parasite, man. I gave my girl three years. She ain't gave me I ain't gave a I ain't got a
It's like that is not something that's transmitted. It doesn't come from another another human being. It just develops in one out of every three or four million people. You actually have it, Brian. I got to extract it from you. You try to tell me I'm the one out of three million of man. You're not going to come to my life like that. I ain't got no parasites, man. Brian, there's something else that you have that I haven't told you about. There's something else I need to tell you. What the I got? Here's something I got parasites with. What Brian, you just got pranked. You just got pranked by nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your wife, Anika, got me to prank phone call you. I mean, man. Was that too far, you You think? Man. You gotta ask. Hey, you man. Go. Huh? You brilliant, boy. Thank you, bro. Thank boy, you. you brilliant. Thank you. Stupid. I would have never thought of that. Stupidocious, boy. Stupidocious. <laughs> Give him his flowers while he's ah, still alive. Ah. Yes. Yes. Give me my stupidity while I'm alive. <laughs> Where'd you come up with that idea, man? I don't know. I don't know. All right, Saturday, April 13th, Glenside, Pennsylvania, baby. That's Nephew Tommy and some more. We will be in the building, Keswick Theater. We got two shows, 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. Once again, that is Saturday, April the 13th, and you do not want to miss it. Tickets are on sale right now. Slide on down a week later. It's me and Bruce Bruce in the building. Knoxville, Tennessee. Here we come, Friday, April 19th, 8 p.m., Knoxville Civic Auditorium. Me and Bruce Bruce. In the building. That's an all ticket master. You, you gotta say it like that. Me and Bruce Bruce. You all hype with it. In the building. We slinging. I'm on the joke slanging tour right now. You know, I'm I'm moving around the country. I'm slanging. Well, that's a good thing. And you're selling out. That's even better. That's a beautiful thing. Please tell our our girls some more. We said what's up. I definitely will. Yeah. And I get y'all a picture her. of her shoes too. Yes, okay. her whole oh, outfit. She's always fly. She's always fly. She's everything. She never yeah, misses. Everything. Fly she never misses. and funny yeah. at the same oh, time. She's hilarious. That's my she's joke. Hilarious. Lower your voice. <laughs> <laughs> When are you coming to L.A.? I meant to ask you that. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when you come to L.A., for sure. You think? <laughs> <laughs> you going to put it down? Come on, Sharon. You ain't going to believe how I'm going to show up. You okay. rolling out the clock. Okay. You going to show up with 20 yeah. people. All right. Thank you, nephew. Up next, it is the Strawberry Letters subject. I have a little issue with my new man. Okay? We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, it's time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please, please, please submit your Strawberry Letter to Steve Harvey FM and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could read your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one today. Buckle up. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the Strawberry Letter. Subject, I have a little issue with my new man. Uh, Dear Stephen Shirley, I am a 41-year-old divorced woman, and to be honest, I'm waiting for my knight in shining armor. I am in no way a picky person, but there are some deal breakers that I will not compromise on when I meet a man. I was in a bad marriage for 10 years, and I lowered my standards for my ex-husband, and I kept a very open mind until I got to the point where I could not be with him anymore. So now I'm back on the dating scene and I'm frustrated from having a failed marriage. I do have a special friend that I spend a lot of time with and he's handsome, fun-loving, and uh, financially secure. The only problem I have with him is that he is two inches shorter than I am. 
I that saw, ain't what my letter said. I know, but it, it should be inches. Oh, two inches. Yeah. Because <laughs> this letter said two feet, I y'all, know. me. And I was going, that's beyond the it problem. Should, I know. <laughs> it should be inches. You dating one of the Lilliputians. They don't know how you didn't go here. Because it was travel. Yeah. Yes. All right. Um, where was I? Okay. Uh, two inches shorter than, the only problem I have with him is that he is two inches shorter than I am. I sought advice from my aunts, my mom, and my girlfriends, and they all said that I should give this man a chance to see how things work out. They told me that I just need to wear flats whenever we go out. He's so skinny, and I prefer to have a more manly man in my company. Mm. I'm thick and healthy at five foot eight inches tall, and he is five foot six inches and real scrawny. Mm. I believe in prayer, and I'm humbly, I've humbly and specifically asked God for a man that is taller than me so I can feel secure and protected. I hate it when we're dancing because it looks like I'm dancing with my son. I will not take pictures with him because we look so odd together. This guy's height and weight are big problems for me, but he has no complaints. Maybe I'm being closed-minded and shallow. What do you think? Should I give little fella a chance? Hmm. Wow. Well, you know what? Um, I-, I can tell you this. I mean, there is a saying that goes, good things come in small. Pop ting! <laughs> small packages. What, Steve? Uh, there, is a, there is a saying that says that. I mean, you know... You've sought advice from your aunts, your mom, and your girlfriends. They all said that you should give this man a chance to see how things work. You yourself said that he's a special friend. You spend a lot of time with him. He's handsome. He's fun-loving and financially secure. Uh, You said that. You said the only problem you have is that he's two inches shorter than you. Well, if he's financially secure, how about you standing on his wallet or let him stand on his wallet? He'll be taller. You know, if that's what you're concerned about. But if you're just concerned about looks, that is very shallow. That is shallow of you. Junior, Tommy, that was a child. <laughs> it, it, you're that. I mean, it is shallow of you to to look at him for that. I mean, we all have deal breakers, but um, I don't know if he's a good man and he's shorter, and, and that's not what you want. Why are you with him? Why are you wasting his time and yours, Steve? Well, did you suck your teeth? Here we go. <laughs> Every day. This y'all wait must wrote this letter for me. <laughs> I'm a 41-year-old divorced woman, and I'm waiting on my knight in shining armor. I am in no way a picky person. She's not picky. But it's some deal breakers. And it's some stuff that she won't compromise because she's been in a bad marriage. She lowered her standards. So now she's back on the dating scene. I'm frustrated from having a failed marriage. I do have a special friend. I spend a lot of time with him. He's handsome. He is. The problem that I have with him, he is two inches shorter than me. Well, let's go back up to the top of the letter. You said, I'm waiting for my knight in shining armor. You got him. It's Tyrion from the Game of Thrones. Uh-huh. You're not. You're not going to. <laughs> You're stupid. What's wrong with that? That's a good example. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, I know y'all waiting on me to say something crazy about you-know-who, but you I'm not. You just did! Oh, oh, about, oh. oh. Pop-ting! 
I sought advice from my aunts, my mama, my girlfriends, and they all said I should give this man a chance. I think you should, too. Short people have been given opportunities throughout our history. Napoleon was short, so you know what they did? They put him up on a horse. That's true. Ta-da. Humpty Dumpty was short. He was a little fat-ass egg. <laughs> you know what they did? Stuffed his chunky ass right up on that wall. He wasn't real. Uh, uh, real. He making sense, too. Mice oh, is short. You see them up on counters and stuff all the time. Oh, Steve. Hamsters is little. What they do with a hamster? Put him on a wheel. You got to elevate things that's short. Y'all ready? You know. Yeah, we been ready. They put a baby in a what? A high chair. Yeah, yeah. They do. You better talk. You better give this man a chance. They got chairs for him. He can, they got phone books. Don't nobody even use phone books no more. All these old-ass phone books, put him in the chairs. So when you're looking at him across the dinner, he look tall. Ain't nobody got to know he on two phone books. Put him on the yellow pages and the white pages. Yeah. Just stack his little short ass up there. <laughs> no, really. It's little people driving all kinds of cars. All right, that's true. Uh-huh. They do. Little people got Rolls Royces. They reach them pedals. You put them blocks on them pedals where you can step on them. You can work with these people. They said he financially secure. Yes, yes. Come on. I know a lot of short people that's financially secure. You know, Look at the Keebler L's. I bet they rich as hell. <laughs> they, they got money everywhere. Yeah, boy. All them cookies. <laughs> All them damn cookies they done made. <laughs> Why is we not giving short people a chance? <laughs> I be damn it, my whole response is going to give some short man you know a chance. Mm-hmm. We come back. All right. Most short news. Part, part two More coming shots. up at 23 after the hour. Subject, I have a little issue with my new man right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, let's recap today's strawberry letter. Uh... It ain't nothing to recap. It's a woman had a bad marriage, got a new friend dating him. He's wonderful. He's handsome. He got two problems. I didn't get to the other one, but one of them is he two inches shorter than her. And he's small frame. She 5'8", he 5'6". And real scrawny. She don't like dancing with him because it's like dancing with her son. She don't take pictures with him because it's embarrassing. So this Amazon queen over here is dating this little man. Little men need love too. Now I want y'all to stop this. And give a little man a chance. What do you mean, Steve? I want y'all to think of the little men in history that have mm-hmm. been given chances okay. and done something about it. Okay. Game of Thrones. Okay. Tyrion. Yes. Yes. If they took him off Game of Thrones, would you still watch it? No. No, Probably, you wouldn't. No, he's no, the smartest no. one on there. What about that little bitty lady that fly on them dragons? If they took her little ass off of that she shot, 
Would you still watch the show? Mm-mm. No, you wouldn't. Nope. If Gulliver had a went to that island and them little people never tied his ass up, <laughs> would you have cared about this damn story? Uh-uh. No, would not. Uh-uh. Who would the Jolly Green Giant be if it wasn't for little ass people? He wouldn't be no damn giant because everybody's same size as him. That's right. Mm. You got to give little people a chance. If Willy Wonka Uh wasn't shot, could his ass have got in the chocolate factory? (laughs) Nope. I'm going over Uh great short men in our history Mm -hmm. that have made an impact. Mm -hmm. Speedy Gonzalez. What? (laughs) If he wasn't shot, would he have been that fast? Uh-uh. Ain't no fat-ass people that fast. <laughs> Got to be small. Shout. Look at Spider-Man. Peter Parker wasn't tall. He sure was. That's how he could fit in all them windows and everything. Spud Webb won the NBA dunk contest. Right. Spud Webb, shout, man. Dunking on 10 foot goals. Making a fool out of them people. <laughs> Short people in our history that have done great things. Y'all ain't listening to me. I hear you. Yosemite Sam. Mm. Another cartoon. <laughs> Another one. I, 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 boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. What about that little bitty chicken with them round glasses on foghorn leg horn? That little boy that was smart. Kept inventing all that. I say, I say, I say, son. (laughs) Short people. You wouldn't have had a damn toy if it wasn't for them elves up there at the North Pole. (laughs) With Santa. (laughs) Ass wouldn't have had no damn toy. Sitting up in here and won't give this man a chance because he's small. You're going to stop this sitting up in here. Let's look at all them people that's working down at Disneyland. Who in the chipmunk suit? Who in the Mickey suit? Who in Minnie Mouse? Lord have mercy. Who was Snow? Who is Snow White friends? <laughs> Snow White, and wouldn't have a damn buddy nowhere if it wasn't for them seven dwarfs. <laughs> Don't you mess with me about short people. Okay. Yeah. You serious? I'm dead serious, man. Man, you got to start honoring and respecting short people. You're right, Steve. He is. But why you mad, though? Little Housewives of Atlanta. What would happen to this show if you kept bringing in here no little ass people on that? You had to shut it down. You know why we got Little Housewives of Atlanta? Because we got tired of big ass Housewives of Atlanta. It's little women. I know. It's not Little women, little people. Yeah. Little Housewives. Yeah. Oh, that's what it's called. Little people, big world. Oh, little women. I'm sorry. And little people, big world. You little women, think bodies. <laughs> they ought to call it little women that's banging. Crazy. Oh, pop, pop. <laughs> I'm just going down a series. But that other show too, Steve. You you started to say little people, big world. Mm-hmm. That's a show. 
No, I don't know nothing about that. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just, I'm just looking you. at all the little people. They're little. Little people mm-hmm. and little powerful places. What is this man that was little? Oh. Andy, I take a rock and I bust you upside your head on the Andy Griffin show. Stayed in jail all the time. Ernest T. Bass. <laughs> Doggone it. One of my favorite short-ass people. Why well, I ought to take this rock, Andy. Bust you in your head. Shut up, Barney. Short people. Now, Otis was the drunk. Okay. Ernest T. Bass was the little dude that kept throwing rocks. It's a lot of great little actors. You got to think about some of the people who have influenced some of our great short actors. Sherman Hems was short. Was he? Emmanuel Lewis was short. <laughs> Gary Coleman was short. Mm-hmm. What you talking about, Willie? Where would that hat come from? Couldn't no big dude say that. Oh, that yeah. could. Bubbles was short. Mm-hmm. Michael carried his ass everywhere. <laughs> Bubbles was short. Bubba couldn't have been a silverback and been staying in Michael's house. <laughs> they had a silverback walking around tearing up stuff. You had to have a little ass Michael Bubba. Oh, and uh, shout out to Kevin Hart, Steve. What about him? I'll be damn how I forget with his shout rich ass. One of the most famous, successful people right. in showbiz today. Shout ass Kevin Hart. Coming up in 10 minutes, NCAA brackets are out and a new record for the largest contract in baseball history when we come back. Right after Damn, this. Who got that? You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, so guys, before we talk about the NCAA uh, for the second time in three weeks, uh, <clears throat> for the second time in three weeks, a new record for the largest contract in baseball history has been set. The Los Angeles Angels and superstar Mike Trout, Steve, How much? finalized a massive, massive 12-year, $430 million. Oh, that's right. I said $430 million expen- uh, extension that will presumably keep him in L.A. and Anaheim for the rest of his career. Mm-hmm. 430 Yeah, that's, that's $100 million more Sound than, like time. than Bryce Harper. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I got to turn my calendar. Oh, my Sorry. God. 430 million. Over 12 years? Know. How much is that a year? 430 divided. A lot. Hell. Yeah. 430 divided by 12. This boy making 35 million. Almost 30, yeah. $833,000. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. And 833000 Yeah. You need that $833,000. Yeah, that's yeah, enough yeah, they right there. You can make it on 833000 a year. You I bet do. you can. Mm-hmm. I bet you, you think. Can. But that 35 mil a year, though? Ooh. You're 27, huh? I need some church music. Yeah, he's only 27. That's 27. the other thing. He's 27. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With that much money? Yeah. <laughs> he's 27. Uh oh. Think back up. when you were 27. Let's take it on in now, Pastor. Today. Ah, uh, sermon E. Mm, what's the call? What in the hell mm-hmm. would I be with four hundred 
is thirty million dollars. What in the hell would I be? I I I I I I said what? Uh-huh. In the hell yeah. would I be with four hundred and thirty million dollars? Come on here, Pat. I look back uh, when I was the same age as Mike Trout. Mm-hmm. Twenty-seven years, be exact. Uh-huh. Was the exact age I was. When I started in comedy and made it $50 first night on stage, yeah. wow. this white boy then messed around and got his hands on $430 million. What in the hell would I do with $430 million? What would you do with it? First of all, mm. let's get this straight. I'm going to take all of my cell phones. I'm going to throw them away. I'm going to buy myself a pager. <laughs> Page me, because phone calls won't get through no more. Uh, the next thing yes, sir. I'm going to do, I'm going to get all my relatives in a room. I'm going to hand each one of them $100,000. I will then request that you never, ever knew I existed. <laughs> Don't call me your brother. <laughs> Don't call me your uncle. <laughs> Don't call me your cousin. Forget the hell I was your nephew. <laughs> Wipe me off the family records. <laughs> I don't want to be no Harvey no more. <laughs> I don't want to be connected to none of my family. Yeah. I, I, I then going to place a call. Everybody gonna get a call from me. I want them on a conference call. Ain't no need of me repeating this eight different times. Everybody on the phone can kiss the shiny Uh wet part or the crack of my behind. I want you to take my booty, put it in a box, kiss it, and don't miss a cone. That's the third thing I'm gonna do. Then the fourth thing I'm going to do, I'm going to get my deacon. Yeah, right here. Mm -hmm. I said I'm going to get my deacon. That's right, Pastor. We're going to go down to the hardware store. That's right. We're going to get a cane of gas. We're going to get some old raggedy T-shirts. That's right. We're going to pour the gas in some Coca-Cola bottles. Coca-Cola? We're going to stack them raggedy-ass T-shirts down in the mouth of them. We're going to light it, and we're going to throw them. We're going to burn down the jackpot joint of Jerusalem. (laughs) I ain't coming in here preaching now another sermon. I don't care if you go to heaven. I don't care if you go to hell. But we're going to shut down this raggedy-ass church we got. Next thing I'm going to do. Come on. I said the very next thing I'm going to do. What you going to do? I'm calling my ex-wives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to send them 25% check uh-huh. of what I just got. Wait, wait, wait. wait 430 million. Wait a minute. 10% of that is 43 million. Mm-hmm. 20, 20% of that will be 86 million. Yeah. Five percent of that will be another twenty-one thousand. I'm gonna send each one of them a check for a hundred million dollars, and then I'm gonna write void in the middle of it. <laughs> this is what you had so. if you have stayed with my hand. Uh, this is for all the times you said I wasn't gonna be nothing. All the times you and your monkey ass family wrote me off and said he's stupid for going out here telling them jokes. Ah 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 ah. Then I got one more thing. What's that, Pastor? I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. I'm going on Facebook Live. Yeah. For four days 
in a row. Yeah, huh? what you gonna do? I, I, I'm gonna research. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna look up every blogger that didn't ever said a damn thing mm-hmm. about Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Cause since I'm Reverend Motown, uh-huh. everybody know this really is Steve. <laughs> I'm going to take the time out mm-hmm. to type each one of them. Mm-hmm. And the same message, <laughs> you ain't going to be that lucky. You ain't getting that message. No. I got to find something else well, to do. Well, before you start, get a deacon sound. Just a little bit, Pastor. Uh, I'm going to let the deacon, since you've been loyal to mm-hmm. me, been by my side all these years. Yes, sir. Help me orchestrate coordinate and replicate yeah. at the JPJJ mm-hmm. what you been my best friend. Yeah. I'm gonna give you $4,000. <laughs> I mean that from the bottom of my heart, Dick. Out of 400 I love you more than words can say. <laughs> The one that ended it all. We got to go. <laughs> all right. Uh, coming up at the top of the hour, Tommy is going to help us with Kit Harrington from Game of Thrones, Jon Snow. He's having an issue. Tommy's going to help him. Who? We'll do that right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, it's Carla Farrell here from the Steve Harvey Morning Show on the iHeart Podcast Network, talking AT&T. We all want to be heard. And when we're not, it's frustrating. It doesn't matter what it is. Look, you order a sandwich with extra extra avocados then you get the sandwich nothing nada zip look you and i both know extra avocados is a weird request and extra extra avocados is even weirder but that's not the point you want to be heard and when you're not it doesn't feel good but you know who is listening and making changes though at&t they're doing whatever it takes to show all of their customers' voices are heard. So they're giving every customer, both new and existing, the same great deal. Are you hearing this? No matter if you've been with them forever or are you thinking about jumping over, every single person gets that same amazing deal. That means me. That means you. AT&T is listening to all of us. Check out smartphone pricing that's fair for everyone at att.com slash best deals. Restrictions apply. Hey, it's Carla Farrell here from the Steve Harvey Morning Show podcast. I'm so happy to be here on the iHeart Podcast Network being sponsored by AT&T. The discussions we've had on this show have made me think about my stand on some issues. These are voices and messages that need to be heard and shared. I've seen firsthand that listening leads to change. AT&T understands this too. For a long time, their customers have been saying it isn't fair for new customers to get better deals than existing customers. Recently, AT&T started listening, and they made a big change. Now AT&T is giving all their customers, both new and existing, the same great deals. It doesn't matter if they've been with AT&T for a few years or never have before. Everyone pays the same. That's the power of making your voice heard. We all know the typical service experience. This is a pretty big deal for AT&T to start hearing out their customers to learn and change for the better. 
So listen up and visit att.com slash best deals restrictions apply. You know, fame isn't always fun, guys. You know, Steve talks about it all the time. And you can just ask Game of Thrones star Kit Harrington, who plays our beloved Jon Snow. Uh, it's fine. Yeah. Oh, oh Lord. I, mean, I, mean, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but I'm with you, though. I know. Girl. Well, uh, listen to this, though. He ended up, Kit Harrington ended up in therapy when the spotlight got a bit too hot. Okay. Because he was, I mean, everybody felt the same way we do, Carla. Just, he's just sexy. He eludes yeah. it. He's just, I mean, we love watching him on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, Kit tells Variety that he felt a tremendous amount of pressure after he was temporarily killed off in the fifth season's finale. Who remember that? Yes, and we were yes. devastated. Yes, Lord, not Jon yeah. Snow! No! For the Night's Watch. <laughs> yes. So when you become the cliffhanger, uh, he says, of a TV show, and a TV show probably at the height of its power, the focus on you is bleeping terrifying, he says. Kid says his neurosis got heightened with that level of focus, and uh, it landed him in treatment. He said he had a shaky time in his life around there, like a lot of people do in their 20s. Um, That was the time, he said, when he started therapy. He started talking to people. He had felt very unsafe. He wasn't talking to anyone. He had to feel very grateful for what what I have, he says. But I felt incredibly concerned about whether I could even bleeping act. Wow. What? Wow. I mean, Man, I guess he, great. yeah, he questioned himself. Uh, you know, I, I guess, you know, with that kind of fame staring at you like that. Wow. He's great. So, yeah, I mean, we love so Jon Snow. He's yeah. Talented dude. Yeah. But I, I'm glad he went in and, and got some help. You know, a lot of people handle fame differently. Uh-huh. He handled it that way. Some people spend all their money or get a bunch of women or get into drugs or, you know, he didn't do all of that. So he went to therapy and that's a good thing. Some people handle fame differently. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just as sexy as him, and I'm going <laughs> okay. through the same thing. How you so, know. Tommy? Huh. With my TV show, y'all ain't seen it. <laughs> wow. You better talk. Come on, tell Y'all us. ain't seen my show, uh-huh. Ready to Love? Okay. Yes, we have. We I'm, love it. I'm sexy so, on there. Okay. Uh, I don't need, uh, you know what? I just, you know, after, after episode hmm. three, I didn't know if I could return. Wow. I was just going through so much. It was a cliffhanger. Uh-huh. It was a cliffhanger uh-huh. for me. Uh-huh. Okay, because uh-huh. I was uh-huh. going through a lot. Because sexy just took over me. Wow. Did you die uh-huh. and come back to life? In no, your show? I wanted to, but Oprah said no. <laughs> that's, that's what happened to John Snow. Miss <laughs> uh-huh. Oprah said no, but that's all right. We coming. And, and Kid Harrington. Okay, let me let me get this straight. Uh, hold on, tell me. I'm just talking to uh, Who Carla and Kieran. What did you just uh, say to them that you're not going to say to I'm listening. Is he really comparing himself to Kit Harrington, a.k.a. Jon Snow of Game of Thrones? Can you believe it? Okay, I'm done. Okay, what now, Tommy? Huddle up, huddle up. Let's give him this. Okay. Go ahead. Well, wait, wait, Tommy. Okay, listen. We're ready to love ended. I did want more. Thank you. Yeah, a show. Okay, so we love so, the okay. show. We love yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. ready so to I love. I see your comparison, mm-hmm. right? With that. Mm-hmm. And after all okay. of it was over, I had become concerned about myself because mm-hmm. I, I didn't I, know if I could go I, on. After okay, that. Hold, hold on, Tommy. Yeah. Hold on. Oh, I gotta okay. ask. Okay. Okay. okay, so let me get this straight. Uh, is he really for real though? Because <laughs> he see. sounds like he's serious. No. Yeah. Okay, okay. I don't know how we don't see the comparison here. But Junior, <laughs> I, you know what? Right he's now. been what? touring a lot too. He's been yeah, oh, yeah, I tell yeah, you that, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. 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 Did you see him with the king, uh, 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 the Queen of Dragons? Did you see him with that? 
I saw him with, did you see me with, uh, I can see Tommy with, with, with Stormy on the show? <laughs> did you see me yeah, talking Stormy, to Stormy? Yeah, I liked yeah. her too. Yeah, did you see me too. talking to Shay? Did yeah. you see me talking to uh, all the guys in the cigar room? Y'all didn't see this? I don't That's just as big as riding a dragon. That is just as big as riding a dragon. Hold on, Tim. We got to hold on. What? We're what's not happening? trying to talk over you. I'm what's right here. What's happening? They are what's huddling happening? up right here. What's happening? What you got to say? Yeah. Cause I just don't understand. Junior, come here a little closer. Yeah. I just don't understand the level. That he's trying to compare himself to Kit Harrington from well, Game of Thrones, John. Well, Snow. wait a minute. You mentioned that he's also doing stand-up, and you know he's sold out everywhere. You know. What I was trying everything. to give him. You know, I can't hear y'all. Oh. 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 oh, hey, Tony. I don't know why y'all look like I'm not right here. Oh, hey, boy, hey. I just don't understand. I don't know. He could be Kit Harrington. Wow. Wow. Well, um, Tommy, um. Jon Snow is not the only sexy person in this world. But you know what's heartbreaking, though, Tommy? Heartbreaking what? that what? this is coming up. This is the final season of Game of Thrones. No, I do. I I feel I'm you ready. on that. Yeah, oh, I'm so ready. No, yeah. I feel you on that. Yeah, it premieres April 14th. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, <sighs> we're gonna be right it's there. It's close. I know. So okay, Tommy. So since you're going through this, and this you know, me and Jon Snow and, are going. Yeah, through Kit this. Harrington, Jon Snow. Mm -hmm. What what advice you have? Anything you want to tell that may be going through the same thing that. You and, and since you Kit call Harrington. call him Kit Harrington, John Snow, call me Thomas Miles' nephew. Tom, call me that. Okay. We're not doing all that. Okay. But you for y'all giving him name. that respect, why? Well, okay, because I, I don't work the wall. That's it. <laughs> Winter is Man. coming. So what, what advice Come do you on. have, Tommy? You know what? This fame is just so incredible. And you know, you you hear my music playing. It belongs to me and John Snow. When you have fame what? and you're dealing with it this way, have your music everywhere you go. Have people playing it when you walk through the door. Uh -huh. Play your music. Uh -huh. When I walk through, when I walk through stores, when I walk through malls, they play ready to love music. They do that for me. Okay, they do that for me. All right, everybody, clap right now. They, right now, because that's what they do when I walk in. Thank you. Thank you. When you see, wow. this is what we. This is what is. This is the medicine to what me and John Snow Man. are going through. Wow. So when you see me I'm and Snow, hurt. stand up and start clapping. Make I'm us feel it. like we are who we are. We work the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Man. But seriously, though, I cannot wait. For, I'm, I'm happy. It's bittersweet. I'm happy it's coming back, but I'm sad because it's too. the last last season. How many episodes are they going to give? I think they I were, I, be, when they initially went off, it was like seven or eight. Uh, well, they need to stretch that to 10, yeah. at least Hey, 10. you know what I heard, guys? What? That that? Some people are good because they're so excited they're going to watch Game of Thrones the last season, but they've never watched it before. And it's like, oh, how you no, going to know? Yeah, you don't even no, know. No, you can't no, get on well. now. You got This, uh -uh, uh -uh. this last season, I'm watching Game of Thrones as if I'm from the North. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dressed just in the same clothes. <laughs> All right, coming up, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Lights, camera, Cardi. Cardi B is going to make her major motion picture debut in the oh, cast yeah. of Hustlers. Yeah. Hustler. Congratulations to her. Hustlers is a movie featuring Constance Wu, Jennifer Lopez, Kiki Palmer, and more. Cardi will be able to wow. call on her past experience as a stripper for this role, considering the movie is about a group of dancers who scam Wall Street clients out of big money. Mm. 
The movie starts shooting in New York on Friday. It's based on the 2000. I'm going to see that. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't yeah. even go to movies. Jennifer Lopez and Cardi B. <laughs> that's, that's I'm bringing one. It don't even need a plot. <laughs> no, I don't give a damn what it's about. <laughs> it's based on a New York Magazine story uh, from 2016, Steve. So there you go. Jesus. Yeah. And in other entertainment news, Taraji P. Henson recently opened up about working on Empire in the midst, you know, of all the Jussie Smollett uh, stuff going on, all his legal stuff. Uh, while she didn't reveal too much, she did stress that the atmosphere on set is great. She went on to say the mood during production really hasn't changed much in spite of the high-profile legal scandal. Then Taraji shifted gears to discuss what fans can expect from her character on the show. She says Cookie's on a real emotional roller coaster this year. She's finding herself. And uh, as you know, Jesse still maintains his innocence. Uh, Jesse pled not guilty to 16 felony counts for allegedly faking his own hate crime. He goes back to court in. You April. know, man, he he go so he gonna stay with that. Huh? Yeah, he gonna stay with. Yeah, he wow. maintains his innocence. Yeah. I ain't mad at him. Right. Oh, it yeah. You know what? I ain't really mad at because he didn't hurt nobody. But himself. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he just hurt himself. He, you know, I, I understand the police department's anger because you waste a lot of man hours. And then I can understand the rights groups and everybody saying don't use us to promote you. And I can't even imagine how this was for his career. It, I, I just don't even see how that's a thought. The rumor that he did it for more money, I don't know how that could have even produced more money. So, you know, if he's innocent, cool. I'm trying not to, you know, pass judgment. Pass judgment but I mean, you know, look, just from what I heard, it ain't looking good. But if he can prove he's innocent, now well, he will beat the case. Yeah. That's, that, that's yeah. called beating the case. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you get off with this one, that's beating the case. OJ Simpson beat the case. Yeah. Right. That, well, that's... he got away with double homicide. That's but but the, that, he beat the case. The that's case. what you did. Yes. Every lie I told, I wrote it. I wrote it to the end. I ain't going to lie. Yeah. Every one I told, I wrote Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd have rolled some right on into the gutter. But I never did it yeah. in court. <laughs> I ain't been to court. Yeah, yeah, it's different, it's different when they got the evidence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I lied in court one time. Oh, okay. yes, yes, I did. Uh, no, no. Yes, I did. No, 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 no. No, you did. No, you did. No, y'all don't understand. They, the dude, I was in there for a speeding ticket. Okay. The man said, "Was you speeding?" I said, "No, I wasn't." <laughs> I know good and hell well. I you <laughs> uh, okay. So I lied in court. The judge says, young man, you want to pay this fine or you want to do some time? I said, man, I should have never been going 48 miles an hour in that damn school zone in the first place. <laughs> I got off that lie so fast. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes, sir. And I have the money for the fine. Oh. Please, I'll pick up paper on the side while you can give me a yellow vest and a stick with a nail on the end of it. <laughs> I do, but please don't put me in this chair. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what not to do, okay? Well, <laughs> don't do good that. Good luck, Jesse. Amen. I hope he gets off. I hope well, he does. I, you know what? I hope he's telling the truth. I, I hope he is, too. I hope he can prove this to be that they lying on it. All right, we'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Today is the first day of spring. What? Right? Yeah. yeah. So we got to have some fun today. We really, really do. Spring it out then. Roscoe is in the building. Spring him out. Yes. You come in now? Right yeah, now. Roscoe, we need Come on, Roscoe. Right now. Steve, Steve, woman, now. 
What's up, Steve? Talk What's going on, boy? Play with that. He's doing it good. Tell him to. Hey, what's going on, everybody? What's up, Roscoe? <laughs> everything, everything. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, what's going on, Shirley? Hey, Roscoe, welcome back. Hey, baby, what's going on? What's going on with Tommy? Man, my man, what's what going on? What up, my man? What's going on with you, baby? Man, you the man, baby. <laughs> I'm, I'm loving it. You better know it now. Come on. <laughs> Junior. Roscoe, my hero, man. Hey, hero, nothing but a zero, baby. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that good right there, Carly. Hey, Roscoe, what's up? Ain't nothing, baby, just going over there just trying to make believers out of non-believers, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Tell the truth even if it hurt. <laughs> Whatever. Go ahead, Roscoe. I heard y'all doing hits. You know, you know I wrote most of everything out there today. Mm-hmm. Oh, what y'all, y'all want to go? Just anything. Just anything. anything. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to sing a little bit. First, I'm going to do the origin, how the song got created. Then I'm going to do it. Okay, okay. Uh, Any song. Come uh, on, Tommy. Okay, let me ask you a question. Go ahead, Carla. Okay. What song comes to your mind when you think about spring? That's spring. one of your favorites. Uh-huh. What song comes to mind? Oh, uh, let me uh, think. I got so many. No, no, no. Uh, uh, uh. Spring, uh, my first one I wrote for Spring was uh, Sly and the Fairly Stone. You wrote What's something for Sly? Hell yeah, I wrote something for Sly. Okay. Sly ain't had nobody else writing for him. <laughs> okay. Oh, really? Okay. Hey, he did, though. That's what you're going to go with? Spring, and here she comes back. Fly, 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 fly thing. Oh, those summer days. Those summer days. I get down when I want to. Come on. Ah, it's true, yeah. I get down in the countryside, <laughs> and everybody, you 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 don't hear me, boy. You wrote that? Hell okay. yeah, I wrote that. Wow. How far in the summertime? Did they that at Woodstock or something? Like yeah, yeah, they did that Woodstock. Okay. Wow. They were back there, all of them just smoking weed, naked, riding down on sleds <laughs> with white folk, getting mud all on them. These white folk had so much mud on them, you didn't know who they were. They was in there with the black people. They didn't even know the black people were with them because everybody had mud on them. Mm. I slid down with two white girls myself. <laughs> you were there? You were yeah, you know, I had a curl back, back in Woodstock. I had a curl before they come out. Wow. Oh, okay. So they thought I was white. They thought I was just a white boy with mud on it. <laughs> hey, hey, let me. Slide, man. Yo, go ahead, Tommy. Bear, did, you, I mean, did you do any Barry White song? Did you write any of them? Oh, hell yeah. Doom, now you just sit doom, up in here and say that. Doom, 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 well, doom, doom, there's something wrong with me. I ain't even gonna do the rest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, coming up, it's Steve Harvey and his closing remarks. You don't want to miss it at 49 after the hour. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, here we go. Last break of the day. Um, some parting words for us with your closing remarks, please. All right. Um, I guess... Um, Without thinking about this much, I want to talk to you about life, how fragile it is, 
and I want to have something to say about, you know what? I'm really not going to get into the whole situation because I, I just be honest with you. There are actually times when I'm actually sick and tired of talking about it. I am exhausted with the fact that the color of my skin has to come into play in my everyday life, my just day to day. I don't know. I really can't think of any days realistically where I do not have to consider the color of my skin, the shape of my nose and my lips, wherever I go, the situation I'm in. I very rarely can think of a day that I'm not made aware of it or I have to factor it in. If you're not a person of color or a minority, you may not even be able to understand what I'm saying. But I'll just give you an example. When riding in the car and being stopped by the police, as me and my buddy Greg Calhoun was doing last year after golf outing coming from Montgomery to Alabama in his car, and we were speeding, and we were supposed to get pulled over. We were speeding. But what I had to do was immediately become aware that I am a black man. Skip your money and your fame. I don't have time to throw that out at you. I got to get and start preparing myself as the officer approaches the car. I must understand without him getting my ID, I'm a black man. Just a black man. So I put my hands up on the dashboard and the officer came to the passenger side and said, why is your hands on the dashboard? I said, because I don't want nothing to happen to me. The officer said, while that's acting mighty suspicious, I said, no, it's not. I'm just being safe, officer, if you don't mind. She said, well, I'll need to see ID. I said, my ID happens to be in a pouch in the back seat. I would have to reach. She said, well, go ahead. And I was tense because I didn't I didn't want to be mistaken. When I'm on an elevator and I get on, I am conscious of the fact that me and my guy are the only ones on the elevator. When I go to golf courses and I oftentimes see that there are hardly any African-Americans out here, it's just me and one of maybe the foursome that I'm playing with. And, and, and I, 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 I'm just always aware of it. If you're not that, you don't have to be aware of it. But it's the awareness that becomes draining at times. It's the fact that you got to be the only one on your flow, the only one on the ele- elevator, the only one in the cubicle, the only one in your department, the only one at the meeting, the only one in the cafeteria, the only one on the, on the trip, the only one... The only one at the hotel at the front desk, the only one, the only one, the only one's kids that's in the recital, the only one's kids that's at the that's on the soccer team, the only one, the only one, the only one, the only one gets to be exhausting at times. This will not change. And to more people who are not of color can try to empathize or sympathize or generalize or something with us to say, you know what? I don't know how that feels, but I bet that ain't right. 
Because as I've often said many times, slavery didn't end just because black people got sick of being slaves. We were sick of it, the thought of it, when they put us on the boats. Nobody wanted to ride the boat over here and come be no slave. Nobody was under the belly of them slave ships going, man, this is nice. This is going to be a new opportunity. Nobody. So I want to wake up and just see what it feels like to just go about my day without having to calculate my race, without to have to calculate the color of my skin, to watch other people get paid a certain amount of money, and then you don't get paid a certain amount of money with the same type of ratings, and then you got you got to incorporate something else again. Now, I've been very blessed with the life that I have, and I would not trade mine for anything. What makes this all so tolerable for me is my love of who I am, my love of our power to overcome, our power to maintain in the struggle, our power to still be something when we were brought here to simply be nothing. So for us to have accomplished what we've accomplished, I'm grateful and awful proud of that. So I guess my pride just keeps me going on. I hope that God will continue to let whatever light that I can let shine through my existence to inspire someone else to overcome when it look like you ain't going to make it. Because that's exactly what I've done by the grace of God. I have overcome against all the odds, even when they said I wasn't going to make it. And even though I'm tired of being tired, I wouldn't trade places and be nothing else no how because in this struggle has taught me so many items of strength. I've learned so much about myself. My soul is strong. My spirit is strong. I thank God for that. So, y'all have a great weekend. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Geico knows there are many reasons why you ride. From the exciting adventure of the daily commute to the peace of mind that Geico always has your back with 24-7 access to claim service and legendary customer service. But Pamela Mund had one reason in particular. My skin is extremely averse to most fabrics, except for the soft, buttery feeling of leather. Thankfully, I found my clan of leather lovers in the biking community. It's been life-changing. Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Weight loss. It feels like a constant cycle, like my body's always working against me, pushing back on all of my progress. I learned that anytime I lose weight, my body tries to gain it right back. Finally, I discovered it's not entirely my fault. I know healthy eating and exercise are important, but they may not be enough. So I talked to my healthcare provider about whether a prescription medicine could help me lose weight and maintain it. Together, we made a plan to tackle this, a plan to help lower my risk of future weight-related health issues like heart disease. Join me and make a change for the better. Talk to your healthcare provider about treatment options to manage your weight.